0: 1340 WKGN Knoxville at W289CU Knoxville. Fan Run Radio.
1: WKGN 1340. Oh, oh, go Falls.
0: You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is the drive.
2: Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. I'm Russell Smith, punching the time clock on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. And we are live today, ladies and gentlemen, at Volunteer Auto Group Callahan Drive in North Knoxville. We want you to come out and see us. 1501 Callahan Drive is where we are from 3 to 6 this afternoon. And uh, not the, the best weather in the world, but if the rain is... Let up a a little bit. It was really coming down out here just a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Bear and Houston are out here with me. Tucker Harlan is back in the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios getting us on the air. It sounded good and all that good stuff. So, uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? are we swimming home
3: <laughs> building a raft out I back mean, the last time we were out here there was what still like six inches of snow yes like <laughs> callahan was like a sheet of like four inch thick ice you could play hockey on so this is nice i'll take this heck yeah
2: yeah this is fine this is fine we can work with this and uh, we got a big show lined up because it's one of the, i mean it's super bowl weekend Fellers, we got we got our Super Bowl preview ready to go, Russ. Is this the first mention of the Super Bowl on the show this week?
3: No. I, he teased I, a Super Bowl preview the yeah, other we, way. We've talked about it a
2: little bit. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about our Super Bowl snacks yesterday. That's
3: true. If y'all want to dive back into that, I'm game. I put my menu together this morning. I'm ready to go. I'm currently in an argument with my uh, cohorts. on <laughs> Who brings what? No... I think we need a deep fryer.
0: I noticed a lot of the uh, recipes they recommend deep fryer.
2: I seems like a lot of work. It's America, man. We like to deep fry stuff. <laughs> deep fried chips, deep fried dip. Mm. You Stick it in a fryer. We'll put it out there on Super Bowl Sunday. So, we got a lot to get to. We got basketball tomorrow. Tennessee's playing at Texas A&M. And... That'll be interesting. 8 o'clock, Tep, will be with you for volunteer action as soon as it's over. But, I mean, this is... You guys uh, a little bit nervous about this one? Uh, I'm anticipating a, a sellout crowd. Everybody's going to be fired up. And Oh, the Aggies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? I'm, I, you'd be a fool not to be nervous.
0: I'm not nervous. I think this team's found a little something. I, I, I don't know if, if some beef got squashed or if they've settled into a routine with what Dalton Connect is and what they want him to be, but... Is is I said this earlier this week, as long as somebody else will step up each game, besides what you're gonna get from Connect and probably A do he's been probably the second most consistent, you get somebody else stepping up, and I think this team they're good enough defensively, and if the offense clicks, I mean we saw it in stretches against LSU, I don't think a lot of teams have answers for us right now. But uh, but, but I, I to your point, A right. and yeah. gonna they're gonna try to muck it up. Oh yeah. They're gonna try Rock to slow right. it down and oh yeah. They're going to try to South
2: Carolina, absolutely. Oh, well, I
3: guess a good coach.
2: And I, I think yeah. the, the key to that is I just go back to that South Carolina game, and we missed so many points, blank layups, and uh, I forget it was it was something like somebody had said uh, we were like two of twelve on layups. layups and They defined it like uh, a shot inside ten feet. Mm. Okay. With, I, did, I wonder. I was wondering if it yeah. was like six feet or ten. Okay. Which I mean, that's that's unbelievable. So, I like if we could just win
3: that game going away by about ten or twelve.
2: Yeah. If, shots. If we can make the easy ones tomorrow, I I feel a lot better about it. But no, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they've hit on a little bit of a formula right here. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Open up the lines eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. We got a lot of college football news here. All of a sudden, um, I guess the big story. Today is Chip Kelly has left UCLA. Dude, that's mine, blowing The Friday news dump yeah, coming in the... handy. Oh, by the way, I'm out of here. <laughs> Chip Kelly leaving UCLA. He's going to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. So much about this is so weird. So,
0: apparently, Chip Kelly coached Ryan Day at New Hampshire years ago. So, there's a pre-existing relationship. And it's been long discussed that Chip Kelly not the most eager to recruit, to hobnob with boosters, to do the ancillary things other than essentially draw up plays, call plays, coach plays. And at Ohio State everything's already in place. You've got a great collective, you've got a great fan base, you've got the money to recruit, you've got the prestige. I think he views this similarly to what the Boston College coach did. He said, hey, I don't want to fundraise. I don't want to hobnob. I just want to. I just want to coach ball. And Chip Kelly has immediately jumped on the first opportunity. Granted, it's a
2: good one. At yeah, Ohio State. I that mean, uh, it's. I, I'm guessing you know he gets to just design an offense. Doesn't have to deal with as much as the day to day drama, the CEO right. stuff, and all that stuff. I'm sure he will have to recruit like on campus. They're going to sure they're going to be expecting him to make phone calls. And, yeah, but he's not going to have to schlep in the living rooms and you know. I mean I'm I'm sure he'll still have to he'll he'll have to travel in recruiting season, but it sounds like a pretty sweet gig for him. And I I guess that's a good I didn't even
3: realize Ohio State didn't have a guy. They did they had, they had Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. Oh. He took the right. uh when the guy like Domino's when the fella I can't remember the coach's I can't name. Can't remember his name, yeah. He yeah. he went to where Green Bay.
2: I mm-hmm. think that's a, a that's a step up for Ohio State in the play calling department. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't know if he's thinking this, but if I'm Chip Kelly,
3: if things don't go particularly ah, well,
0: <laughs> like Ryan Day's already on a hobby to yeah, Or Chip absolutely.
3: Kelly, who will be a head coach first? Mm. I don't know. He's made so much money now between Oregon and UCLA. You know, and it, it's not like he's working for Peanuts being the OC. I mean, what's the OC makeup? He's got to be making seven figures. Oh, oh, absolutely. At Ohio State, probably, yes, yeah, so $2 I mean, he's always been kind of an odd duck, wasn't he? Yes. Isn't that the story on yes, him? Yes, yeah. He's, he's eccentric, to say the least. Marched not your the stereotypical
2: the football coach. And then what happens at UCLA? I mean, despite they have not been nationally relevant in a long time, I thought that Chip Kelly might be the guy to, to get them back there Obviously, that did not happen. I still think that's a good job. I mean, they're Power Five conference; they play in the freaking Rose Bowl, um, Los Angeles. All the marketing opportunities that mm-hmm, affords. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's it's a new day and age. They're going to need a CEO type who can hire elite coordinators and all that stuff. Somebody who can really recruit and get some players in there. But I still think they can be good. They just got to hire the right guy.
3: Got to hire the right guy, and they've got to get they're collective up and going and you know it's it's going to be a it's going to be kind of a uh, an uphill slog for them
0: i think who they target will tell you a lot about ucla football if they can go get a big name as they make the move to the big 10 i think you'll realize okay they're still very serious they're obviously engaged yeah, involved but who's in ball and football there i don't know like they they're, they're going to have to think outside the box a little bit i, I saw Pete Carroll's I name thrown around but he's now that is interesting. He's a West Coast guy. He just that got kind of run weird. off to Seattle.
3: That'd be really weird. He's a defensive guy, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, but he had so much success there at SC. Yeah. Well, sure, he did.
2: But all the things he did that he got fired yeah. for are now legal. <laughs> yeah, but. He'd be at the top of my list. i I kick the tires. I mean, I want to I know him say no. at, at 72, how old are Like, mm-hmm. how much gas do you have left in the tank? Are you fired up for this? Like, can you commit five years to coach this program with hair on fire?
3: I don't know. But does I mean, he, he want to work in the current college football environment the way it is? Light on your phone was was, yeah. it was on there, buddy. I was just letting you know. Yeah, I know. I'm didn't. trying to figure out if my screen's cracked or if it was something else. Mm can Did have you that. guess on his age? No.
2: It, no, I've, I've, I've known for a long maybe. time that Pete Carroll was sneaky, sneaky old. old yeah. Some, I mean, we've been, had that discussion on the show for good. years because I remember when he was 60, which is 12 years ago now, <laughs> and people yeah. said, like, he because he looked like he was in his mid-40s. And, you know, Pete Carroll's sneaky old. Now he's just old. He yeah, doesn't look sti- 72. No, he still
3: looks good. Takes care of himself.
2: Speaking of college football news
0: breaking, we don't have to go to the desk, but apparently uh, Tennessee's Jerry Mack is a target
3: for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You stay away, Jacksonville. Do you mind you, stay away from Jerry. Hmm. I fact, that'd be a big
2: loss. Me too. All these guys want to. Well, that's exactly
0: get what we've been out. talking yeah. about. Like, I'm.
3: Oh, this is just—it's a mess. I'm done. It's a pretty big step for. You couldn't couldn't begrudge him taking
2: that one. No, you really couldn't. He's got a good young back there in ETN. It'd be Ontario Hardesty's available. That's true. We'd have to get the Columbia. Wasn't that there there was somebody else a, a big name oh <laughs> and Cadillac Williams is available. Oh, that's right. Yeah, That'd I, be interesting did actually. I, I did think Coach he, Garner to make a call. I I think uh, Cadillac was uh, I don't I don't think he left in best of circumstances at Auburn from what I hear no really oh uh, no I got a little uh, between uh, him and the right reverend well just say when when your personal life is so out of control that even the right reverend is like dude this is too much wow. it's, what I've heard. it's what I've heard so I would be so- shocked if they went there but enough to make Kiffin blush very Joey Freshwater esque. Okay, <laughs> there rumors say no out more. there about what happened with Cadillac. <laughs> down but there. the kids loved him. It's not. Uh, <laughs> lots of people loved him. It <laughs> <for, laughs> sounds like.
3: Okay, I, I think I get the picture. Now yeah, also. yeah.
2: <laughs> well that 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 would be um, that that would be interesting. I mean, would would Hypo go out to, uh, traditionally when a job
3: has opened up on staff, he is promoted from within. Uh, this one is. And because it's going to be such, I feel like big shoes to fill. Because he's he's an elite talent developer. You can't deny that. Look how good our running back mm-hmm. has been since he's since we've had him. You, you've got to get an elite coach, but you also, I mean, it's a chance to like upgrade your sure. Always got to be looking to get better in the recruiting. Yeah,
2: I don't disagree, but just the track record is he any more of an elite recruiter or developer of talent than? Alex Golish or Cody Burns was because when those two guys left everybody was saying the exact same thing y'all just said which is we got to go outside recruiting, recruiting, recruiting and he promoted Alec Ablin who nobody had heard of mm-hmm. and Kelsey, Kelsey Pope. Pope
3: who okay. nobody had heard of. So Where did like, Kelsey, Kelsey play college? Like, I think like Troy or something. Some small school. Uh, he's quickly proven that he knows how to develop wide receivers. What his first year he had a Blitnikoff award winner?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good first year start there I think for so. <laughs>
3: that's a good rookie rookie outing as a as a position coach in the SEC. One of you guys wins a bulletin call forward.
2: Well, there were there was also a note on uh Volquest, I think had it today where you know Rodney Garner was, Auburn was trying to get him to come down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looked like we had dodged that storm, but I think they had a note of, you know a lot certain. of these guys are looking at the NFL as a potential sure, escape route yeah. to get out of being a part of what college football has suddenly become. And I don't know if that was specifically meant.
3: like watch for Rodney Garner to, to go, but I figured he's got to be – how old's Rodney now? He's up there. He's got to be getting ready to hit 60. Mm-hmm. Did we ever figure out if he, if he played in the 85 game here? He would have been a freshman. I looked that up the other day. Oh, so he's not that
0: – he would have been a freshman in 85? Yeah, because he graduated in 89. So, well, maybe not then, depending on if he redshirted or not. But he graduated in 89.
2: Wow. Rodney's only
3: a couple years older than me.
2: We are live this afternoon from Volunteer Auto Group. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to come out and see us here this afternoon, we are at 1501 Callahan Drive, as we invite you to rev up your savings here at Volunteer Auto Group, your one-stop destination for quality vehicles at unbeatable prices. Cruise on through their vast selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. They've got the flexible financing options that make it easy for you to drive home today at volunteer auto group where every deals a winner 1501 Callahan Drive come and see us this afternoon folks we are here till 6 p.m. let's go ahead and take a quick timeout we'll come back and get the phone calls 865-546-8200 your number to get on the show 546-8200 back with more right after this the drive
3: Making a
2: All right, back here on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio coming to you live this afternoon from Volunteer Auto Group, Russell Bear in Houston. Here we've got Tucker Harlan waiting to greet you as you call in this afternoon at 865-546-8200. Josh Heupel, by the way, added his name today to the state of Tennessee's lawsuit against the NCAA. So he, uh, along with Danny White and Jackson Lampley, are the ones who are showing um whatever they call it they added their testimony as people who were damaged or potentially going to be damaged by the ncaa's investigation and that makes a lot of sense because josh hypo would certainly stand to lose a lot i mean he probably already has just well, in terms of damaged reputation
0: yeah i mean obviously the first one that he went through he had nothing to do with but he had to deal with the, the fallout of it as we're under investigation by the NCAA and helping them out and everybody anti-recruiting against Tennessee for that. And then we got what a three month reprieve. And now he and his program are being thrown back into the
3: mix. So, uh, uh yeah, So somebody mentioned it. it's, it's almost like they, they're mad, like a revenge type thing because yeah. they didn't give us a postseason ban at their first bite on the apple. It in like why they're coming, circling back on us so quick, so quick. When, they're, when everyone else is doing it. Especially when you, you know, they said we were what? How do they phrase it, Russell? Like a, the beacon of exemplary cooperation. This is how a university should handle problems. And then three months later, yeah, we're back.
2: We're pissed. <laughs> well, we have a lot more to lose this time around. So, I yeah, I, I get it. They ain't taking him away, Russ. Let's go to the phones here for the first time this afternoon, and we'll start with Stevie. Good afternoon, Stevie. You're on the drive, Fan Run Radio.
1: Russell!
2: Stevie, how you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing well. Uh, Houston? Yes? Houston? Yes? Feta and guacamole? Are you kidding me? (laughs) You ever had it? Will Levis thinks that combo is disgusting. Okay, Stevie.
0: Don't knock it till you tried it.
1: Oh, Hey, I got a basketball question for you, gents. What's more likely to happen? We go undefeated in February, or we lose our last three regular season games in March?
2: Ooh. Say that again now.
1: What's more likely to happen? We go undefeated in February. We're already 2-0 or we lose our last three regular season games in March. Oh, for
0: 3 in March, in the regular season. So the closing March slate would be at Alabama, at South Carolina, home versus Kentucky. I think it's more likely we go undefeated in February.
2: I don't think either are likely. I don't either. Well, it's a game, Russell. It's a question. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I don't. I don't have the full February slate, and I mean we've already lost once, right? I mean it was, was mm-hmm. South Carolina. Was that you're talking about undefeated the rest of the way? Well, we are undefeated in February, if I'm not mistaken. South Carolina was. No, I mean, look, we're we're going to stub our toe at some point this month, and I, I doubt we go three zero in, in that that stretch. So, I mean, I I hate to pull a bear here and refuse to pull your, play your little either or game here, Stevie, but I get, get gun to my head. What's Uh, I think it's more more likely you win the last three in March You win the last three in March versus
3: undefeated in February? He said lose
2: the last three I don't think there's a chance they
0: lose all three of those Aren't
3: two of them home games?
0: One, you're at Alabama, at South Carolina Home for Kentucky The rest of the February slate is at A&M tomorrow at Arkansas Vanderbilt, Missouri, A&M again at home And your last February game is Auburn at home.
3: That's Hmm. the one I'm dreading.
1: Hey, guys, Stormtroopers averaging nine points these last five games. I'm kind of proud of them.
3: I think you ought to hang that that just completely asinine nickname up, Stevie. It was very hurtful.
1: (laughs) No, it's still young, Bear. The season's still young.
0: 18 last game. He's, he's figuring it out.
1: Well, that- I mean, you know, in episode six of Star Wars, the Stormtroopers were hitting all these rebel uh, soldiers on the moon of
2: Endor. When Ganey gets his feet set and has time, like, you, you can tell which ones he's going to make and which mm-hmm. ones he's not. And, like, when he's out of phase or leaning a little bit, I mean, the same thing as Vescovy. Is it, like, when he has time to set his feet and stroke it, like, it's pretty much automatic. But if he's kind of off balance or something, it's it's probably not going playing in. Playing too fast. And I, I, you know, I I like it. Um, I was a little bit skeptical skeptical at first, but yeah, I mean the the past couple of games he's given you key minutes off the bench and made some buckets and everything. So like I I say you stick with it. They're close, man. Like, finding out that right mix. It's, it's mm-hmm. like baking a cake, right? Who gets this many minutes? Who gets that many minutes? And you're not supposed to know this time of year. You're supposed to know at the end of March. Like, that. that's when you want to know is here in about a month. Like, exactly how many minutes does Meshack need? Exactly how many minutes are we throwing Ganey's way? And, like, we're, we're getting closer. You can see him still kind of tinkering with it, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm not sold on the Cam
3: Carr experiment quite yet. It's been weird. But I can take my hat off the kid. He went and asked the head coach, what do you have to do to get on the floor? And apparently he's doing it. So, you know, that's been a our big knock on him is the freshman never, you know, the young guys no, never get in. It's, it's like Carr, DeLeon, Estrella.
2: It's like, I, I don't know if they can all three play mm-hmm. every night. But – that's what, what, about, uh, that's what you find game? out over the course of the next
3: month or so. It's a, who's the kid we never talk about? I mean, he was supposed to be like a big deal when he got here. DJ. Jefferson? Yeah. No, he's
2: not a factor. Great dunker in the pregame warm-up, though. Yeah. I, it's, it's, Is it's, he still maybe, on the maybe, team? Maybe, <laughs> maybe he gets a spot next year, but right Yeah, Stevie,
3: he's still on the team.
2: I thought he transferred, seriously. Ugh.
1: No, that was hey, a... You uh, know, Speaking of Will Levis, guys, is there a quarterback you take right now in this draft, this upcoming draft over him? Like, from what we've seen this year and going forward, would you take any quarterback? If you have a number one pick, would you take any quarterback besides or keep him?
2: Like, would you – are you asking me, like, would I take Caleb Williams over mm-hmm. Will Levis right now? I wouldn't. Mm-hmm.
3: I wouldn't either. I, would. I think Will Levis is a lot, lot more known – even before he got to the NFL. Thank what God, a, what is, a difference yeah. a year makes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Caleb Williams seems like another Johnny Manziel, for being honest. And it is Honest Friday.
3: Well, we better be honest then. Yeah, I saw Orlovsky and, uh, and several other like NFL guys that have, have started to take a deep dive on like breaking down Caleb Williams' film. And it's, they aren't very complimentary. Really? Yeah.
2: Boy, this, this sounds very similar to a conversation we had last year. I can't, oh, yeah, it was Will Levis. <laughs> I don't know. Immature. you know play well in games. Uh, you know. Uh, eccentric. Uh, eccentric personality <laughs> off the field, all, all that stuff, and nobody wanted to take him, and now everybody's in love with him except for poor Marcus Young.
3: Well, I hate him to the day he dies. Hmm. I don't hate anyone.
1: On my way out, guys, I'd like to hear Bears' uh, analysis and statistical performance review of Joseph Bilton III's uh, senior bowl game.
2: See ya.
3: Thank you, Stevie. You know what? I welcome any and all questions, and he he takes a lot of cheap shots, but Stevie, uh, he has a really bad habit of, he knows when I'm not behind the board. He'd have never gotten that out, he'd have been gone checkers how did how did melton do was it, i don't uh, terrible he had like 80 or 90 yards but he threw two
0: picks one was a bad rolling right back across the body to the middle of the field uh, and in the red zone is just not very then good the
3: other one was into the end zone wasn't it yeah i, I think mean, so they were both one was an end zone and they were both throws that you just absolutely cannot make if you want to play in the nfl reports were that he was uh
2: He was spraying it around pretty good all week. High velocity. That's all. I I did not watch any of the game, but I did see a practice rep where he threw a a pick in the end zone. Yeah, which I mean, it's weird. Like he that wasn't his thing. Like he he didn't throw a bunch of picks here. No. Like you could say that he was inaccurate at times, but he generally and maybe this is just a credit to Heupel for the way he was coached and prepared and. I think that's exactly what it is. Don't put the ball in in harm's way. How many did he throw against Carolina? Was it two?
0: And they were not very good. So I'm wondering if maybe after that they kinda said, Okay, we're gonna rein some things in, we're gonna we're gonna remove some uh, some throws from your repertoire as we move forward in the season and from his repertoire. they stopped letting him throw over the middle of the field, didn't they? That's what I'm saying. They yeah. said Th-
3: you're not throwing here. You're basically. throwing here over here on the
0: side. Very fast, very quick.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> our receivers who have spent, you know, three years now learning how to catch uh, a meteor. <laughs> And then, look, and then they'd let him throw those, those deep balls that were either our receiver's going to catch it for a touchdown or it was going to be yeah. in the fifth row. Right.
2: John Bryce of Football Scoop reporting that Tennessee assistant Jerry Mack is likely heading to the NFL, with sources telling Football Scoop, quote, things are trending positively for Mack to be hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: Is, is that Doug Peterson down there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Stay away from Jerry Mack, Doug. I mean, I feel like if Bryce is saying that is it pretty much dumb, like I mean, chalk it up. When you start when I start seeing tweets like that from people like yeah. Bryce, you know people that are in the know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you just assume he's gone. These guys cannot get out of college football
2: quick enough. It's I've never seen anything like this. Th- These th- veterans who are in their forties and fifties been doing it for ten plus years and are used to a certain way that I get the feeling they do not
3: like what the game has become. The big thing that I, you know, when I when I read, when the few of them that have given interviews just kind of reading between the lines, I think the number one thing for them is that whole having to re-recruit your own roster. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't... I mean, you imagine you got a guy and you develop him, develop him, and they... You know, I'm sure there's... You know, before, I mean, coach was a coach. You had to yeah, you know, if he said something, it didn't matter whether you liked or not. Yeah, now you got to
0: babysit a little bit. A yeah. little bit more
3: than you used gotta, to. you got to do a little bit of molly cop And quality
0: of life, right? I mean, yeah. first of all, college football, especially big-time college football, always been tough on quality of life. Yeah. You don't see your family a lot, but in the last three years, that time keeps shrinking. Because now, to your point, Bear, instead of just having to recruit the incoming class, I have to go recruit. to this 85-man roster and help get those guys back. Yeah. it just It's never-ending at this point.
2: Well, and it, everything that we're talking about with the NCAA and, and, and this issue, it, it's all rolled in together, right? Mm-hmm. Because the solution ultimately – it because, like, Jerry, Max Rack for not want to fool – I would, I don't blame it, man. I don't blame these guys. No, I don't blame all. Chip Kelly for not – it's like, wait, man. Like, I'm a coach, and, yeah, I know recruiting's a part of it. I'm a good recruiter, but I'm an offensive guru first and foremost. And, like, all the other stuff, the CEO stuff is – eating away at my time and i'm spending so much more time doing that now than i am coaching ball and to me like the ultimate answer is and i you know i, I think most people are in agreement here we just don't know how to get there and it's taking longer than we would all like but it's players are employees and you sign a contract and you sign a four-year deal and, and school is rolled into that and everything and you get paid and you sign that and so it's not a renegotiation every year once you once you get to to school and everything because you know I, I I I feel for the Jerry Max of the world and everything because I think like he was a head coach at North Carolina A T yeah, or something like was. that and he was at Rice before he came here and all, like mm-hmm, he's a college mm-hmm. guy yeah like I, I would imagine that he enjoys being around young people and. Having a chance to mold lives and all that stuff too, but it doesn't feel like there's nearly as much of that going on as there is managing egos, salaries, and all the other stuff that the pros have been
3: accustomed to for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's also getting a coach who all's down there. He's obviously Eddie Ean, and then it means it's just it's it's a bummer for us. Uh, congrats to him if if he does do it, and good luck. I'll be rooting for him. So Josh Heupel with a staff opening to address Ooh. this month hiring a running back coach. Will that give you a? Will that will that scratch that itch a little bit? I mean,
2: you know, it just allows us to keep our
3: chops fresh, right? Yeah. Who are we gonna get? Do we kick the tires on Ontario? Well, here here here's the thing is.
2: Is it uh, higher from within versus the field? Because I'm going higher from within. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. I don't even know what the I mean, until who, who support staff and running
3: back recently like? uh, Offensive analyst since the offseason. Let me bring in a couple of guys that were.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm sure there are guys over there that we haven't heard of that he thinks highly of. And it'll be the same thing that the reaction that Kelsey Pope and Alec Ablin, the message
3: board crew won't like it. Yeah, but at this point, um, I mean, he's, he's been right a lot more often than he's been wrong since he's been here, so he's had enough trust with me. If that's what he wants to do, do it. Back
2: Obviously, to basketball for a second. Uh, Tennessee's run as a one seed on Lunardi. <laughs> with, it, was, it was a nice 24 hours there, but apparently Arizona's triple overtime win at Utah last night was enough to knock the Vols back down to the two line. Hmm. Make that make sense to me, please. I'm. I'd love it's to quality, know the uh, quality. The quality quad one win for Arizona. Is Utah good? I think. So, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're a good program. Was on they're the road. Kentucky and LSU. Arizona was up like
3: they're fifteen and eight.
2: Like really,
0: six and six in conference.
3: Like that, I said, yeah. they're thoroughly average.
2: But that was enough. But where are they in the net? I mean, if they're top top seventy-five in the net, that's a quad one. Right, right, right. They'll get bumped up. They're probably right about there. Yeah.
3: You know what? I've lost all faith in. This may come as blasphemy to you guys. Ken Palm. Yep. What a guess by me. go back about three weeks and take a look at where South Carolina was in the Ken Palm. That's a team that's they're a lot better than what their those analytical numbers are saying.
0: Thirty-sixth in the net for Utah. It's pretty good.
3: But, I mean, it's
2: like um, Auburn is the one that, that's weird. It's like the, the analytics love them, and I think they just got their first quad one win against Bama. Like uh, this is fir- their two and three
0: in quad one, so I'm not yeah. sure who the other one would have been. They beat somebody pretty good early on in the season,
2: I thought. Um, um, they did not have a quad one win until – a couple of, I, th- I think both of their quad one win. No, they lost it at Alabama. Yeah, they did. Did they kind of get, did Alabama truck them? But I remember, I remember telling you guys about that because y'all were trying to tell me how good Auburn was. And I was like, they don't have a quad one win yet. And then they went to Alabama and got beat. And that was what, two weeks ago? Yeah, but they're, they're really they looked good pretty team. good at home the other night. They beat tough- Florida, maybe? I mean, that's just, they have, the best home court advantage in the league you think so i mean who's even close it ain't kentucky a&m maybe would be their quad one win nobody goes in that place and wins. i mean that you talk about a hornet's nest
3: that's true i will admit i would since it's a honest friday russ was a little envious the other night when i was watching that crowd all that, all that orange, that god awful looking orange. Yeah, in the all doors. nine thousand yeah, of them. It's, well, well man, it was like intense. No, I place. know, it's, it, it's, it's a weird environment.
2: Yeah, when you when you have a low roof like that, and and nine thousand people can be louder than twenty
3: thousand. If I did anything at the arena, if they would just take any suggestions, I would be a. Let's get an architect, some engineers in here, and see if we can lower the ceiling. You've heard of raise the roof. Bear wants to lower the roof. Yeah, print Thompson the shirt. lower century. the roof. Lower <laughs> the roof and do some stuff in there. I'm being a dead honest. Like do some acoustic modifications to focus the sound down more. Coming up. Speaking of uh, lo- losing at Alabama,
2: where are we going here, Chris? Lady Vol basketball. Ah, uh, yes. Taking yes, one yes. on the chin. We're going to talk about this out in public. More Kelly Harper. Team just can't beat anybody with the pulse, can they?
3: No. No, they can't. (laughs) I'll go ahead and say, I mean, she's got to go. It's like Vito, she's got to go. Stay with us. The
2: drive continues. We're live this afternoon. Volunteer Auto Group at 1501 Callahan Drive. If you want to come out and say hello on this dreary, overcast Friday afternoon in East Tennessee, hopefully. Not a harbinger of things to come for our basketball program as they head down to College Station this weekend. Stay tuned. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The, the drive. drive. Is your home's exterior in need? Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. Live this afternoon, Volunteer Auto Group on Callahan Drive. I'm Russell Smith alongside Bear and Houston Crest. Cruising through hour number one of the show out here, where, uh, man, you got to love the selection that they've got out here at Volunteer Auto Group. I'm looking at a nice black Explorer out there. Actually, that might be somebody's car. I don't know. But
3: <laughs> I just keep staring. A- I think Jamie did it on purpose. Yeah. He knows I love Forerunner, but uh, right in front of me is a just midnight black Toyota Forerunner. It looks. Hi, I may drive it home, Russ.
2: I mean, they got uh, trucks, cars, SUVs. I, I see a van over there. I mean, if you're a, a creeper in the mood for something to <laughs> ride around, we got the white windowless
3: van here. I mean, we, we got you set up this How afternoon. Set more, you know, if you're a plumber and well, that you, too, <laughs> yeah. If you're in <laughs> the, the service <laughs> van, industry, yeah. well, I mean, if you know, catering business,
2: something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm sure, if you're maybe, an aspiring serial killer, Mark Stone. We, we've got you, <laughs> We've got you covered, whatever. Line of work you're in out here, volunteer auto group. So uh, one name to possibly throw out there I've seen people talking about is Matt Merritt. I remember him. He was Heupel's running backs coach at UCF, and a lot of people wondered, is he going to bring him with him to Knoxville? Of course, he didn't. Ended up hiring Jerry Mack, but Merritt ended up hooking up with um, Alex Golish at USF, which makes sense, and... I believe just last week, as a matter of fact, he took the running back's coaching job at Miami. So he's already stepped up. Here's somebody that Heupel is familiar with, maybe get you in you know, some Florida recruiting ties and sure. things like that. So I will say this. Just a they, name to keep in mind. These are all good things.
0: Coaches moving kind of up the ladder, coaches going to the NFL, that's, yeah. that, those are all good things for Heupel as yeah. he looks for the next guy.
3: 100%. You, yeah, don't, we you, don't, don't, you don't want us – nobody ever wants right. to pick off any of your coaches. I mean,
0: we don't like to lose guys, especially good coaches who
2: have produced, you know, good backfields, good receiver course. It's just not Mike DeBoard leaving <laughs> and, and saying I'm retiring and then <laughs> yeah. resurfacing at Indiana yeah, 2 weeks later. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, these it, are the it, problems of a successful football program.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I'll be interested to see like how he approaches it is um, you know, does does he look at it like this is a chance to upgrade and recruiting go out there and get a name is it a chance to keep it in the family hire hire from within like that's been his MO mm-hmm. lately and, and you know people have told him he needs to upgrade or you know the fans I, I don't know how much he listens but fans always want the hey go out there and hire you know insert sexy recruiting name here sure hotshot recruiter yeah. well, uh, also worth mentioning we're about a
0: month away from the start of spring practice, yeah. give or take. So whoever it is, they either be you, a good know, point. you need an ace recruiter or somebody who is familiar with what you do offensively, I think. Well, so you, maybe you, somebody in-house actually that, could check you, both boxes.
3: You've got to find somebody that's, that's worthy of – I mean, we've got a pretty good – Good stable, yeah. Of, of young uh, young running backs. So, I mean, Dylan Sampson, he's explosive. I could easily see him projecting to the, well, as I say, the next level, for sure. Cam Selden's a big, you know, big power back, so.
2: The, the other thing that we've talked a lot about lately that I come back to is it just feels like the old re- narrative of, oh, so-and-so is a great recruiter, he builds such great relationships, the, the moms love him, and all that stuff, it just feels like we don't talk about that anymore,
3: no, because I think now I wonder if it's all know. a
2: business transaction, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
3: all it's yeah, they had a great IL deal,
2: and he could
0: he could see the field in year one, like it's really that simple now,
3: I mean, with that being said, I mean if I'm hypo, I'm going out and getting the absolute best developer, whoever's going to turn his running backs get the most out of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an. I mean, you got to have those guys to at least initiate the conversation and start the relationship, but that's a good point, Russ. I wonder how much of that now, especially at places like Tennessee, Alabama, Ohio State, how much of that in certain situations is immediately, hey, yeah, we like you guys. We're going to come on a visit. Well, which way to the collective's office?
2: Well, yeah, and, and that's something, too, that not just Hypo, but every coach at a big-time program in America is going to have to sure. adjust to, which is when you sit down to interview perspective assistance you talk about that it might be the first thing you talk about now yeah you got to know ball you got to be able to develop players you got to be able to recruit and relate well to families and stuff like that but you also have to have with a little some, bit of business sense mm-hmm. and be willing to put up with with headaches and manage egos and all, all that stuff that might not have been as important 10 years ago why would they
3: but, but this all this talk brought me back to garner why wouldn't you give him a title and a bump and and move him like direct and you know, i don't know if you name it direct recruiting but have, you know at least
0: i mean they, they very well may a lot of those are announced like after signing day into spring practice and stuff it wouldn't surprise me if garner gets uh, co or associate I mean, head coach type thing along with line coach because i was just looking at his salary i told you guys during the break he's almost at a million. For a D line coach, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, in, in the world of college football. I know the salaries continue to skyrocket. I mean, I remember when Fulmer got to a million and now Rodney Garner, the D line coach, I is making just
3: Johnny Majors wasn't even making two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's insane. Oh, as Fulmer, that Fulmer's, uh, Fulmer
2: got the job in ninety three, his salary was three hundred grand a year. That's unbelievable. You could hire a special teams coordinator for three hundred grand a year right now. You know, I, I think most people still consider three hundred grand a, a year to be a an outstanding salary. Back then, it was. I mean, you make three hundred grand a year coaching football, you're balling. Yeah, yeah. In in the early '90s. Now it's you like g- your generational you're, wealth. Now, now are entry level wide receivers, coach running back, coach making three hundred grand. Yeah. Well, what type of that nine? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. He's at nine. Stoops is at hey.
0: nine. I think Kiffin just got the bump to nine. With Josh making nine, I'll, I'll tell you, the offense better be hooked up this fall. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the law has been laid down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or else, says Bear. This don't look like no $9 million offense <laughs> to me. Another uh, three now. We Cut you some slack last year. We had overthrow Joe, but, you know. Wow. Folks, spring is almost here.
2: And that means spring sports, baseball, fast pitch, AAU, basketball, track and field, all right around the corner. And if you have uniform equipment, uh, screen print, or embroidery needs for the upcoming season, give our friends at SM Athletics a call, 966-3434. Tell them Fan Run sent you. You'll get excellent customer service, great products at a fair price. And as always, when they say it is done, that means it's done. And it's done right, and it's done on time every time. Don't chance it with unreliable megastores or online orders. Give SM Athletics a call today. 865-966-3434 or visit Logo Solutions powered by SM Athletics. Alright, Chris, so uh, Lady Vols go down to Alabama last night and uh, it does not go well. They lose decisively down there. Where, where are you at with uh, the Lady Vol program right now? So, th-
0: I'll, I'll admit, like I haven't been following it a lot, but does it not feel like it's almost vanished at this point? Yeah, like, like the crowds aren't there. There's no interest around town, and this is—I mean—it's a pretty decent roster. She brought back a lot of good players. I just worry about where the season's headed. We were talking about it during the break. This this program's never missed an NCAA tournament. They haven't even played the meat of the SEC, which, by the way, is South Carolina and LSU, who
3: Ooh, are juggernauts. So you, you guys want their? I've got their schedule right here. Yeah. So uh, Monday. We play Arkansas in Fayetteville. Monday? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. We got Arkansas at home on Monday. Then on Thursday, we have number one South Carolina uh, at Food City Center. And then they go at, so that's what, at best, one and one. Didn't we beat South Carolina last year? Mm I don't think we're beating them this year, big
2: boy. No, I think we beat LSU last year. So we go. That's right.
0: Yeah.
3: Arkansas, Carolina home, Vanderbilt at Memorial, LSU at home, and then A uh, and M at home, and then we end the season in Columbia on Sunday, March third. <laughs> Number one, South Carolina. Be a twelve o'clock tip for that one. It's uh, rough luck, man. Uh, so the last game of the season, we're probably going to get trounced. Uh, I am just you want to it. be that negative, but I mean, I'm looking at this at best Houston three and three. Am I
0: wrong? So they've already played A&M. They lost by 15. They have A&M again. They have South Carolina twice. They got number 13 LSU. They did beat Vanderbilt by nine in the first matchup. This one's going to be at Vanderbilt. I mean, uh, one yeah,
3: after, you know, possibly there's maybe two, three wins left. I think three at most. Do you guys see them beating South Carolina or LSU? So, three wins left, I mean,
2: that would put them at 17 wins on the season, around 500 to conference play. 17 and what, 12? I mean, it's just... You're the only not, thing you to get them in.
3: in the tournament... No, it's like I told you at the break. Yeah. I said, "What well, well, to get them in the tournament is that Lady ball name and brand. Well, and that's sad. I, you know... It,
2: In years past, it it was controversial when they fired Holly Warlick, Mm -hmm. Beard and Gal, Pat's trusted lieutenant, all that stuff. And Kelly arrived to a much fanfare, you know, another one of the greats from the 1990s, the glory days and and all that stuff. I don't get the feeling right now that there are many people that are going to lay down on the railroad tracks to keep her.
3: Do you think it's like? Remember, we talked. You talked about how they were concerned with how the fans would react if they had fired Fulmer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think this is anywhere near
2: on on that scale. Well, no, no. But, but I, God,
3: same kind of sentiment. Like, I don't think it'll be controversial. Uh, man. If, if
2: and I don't think they do it during the season or anything. But I, I think after the season, if if it ends poorly and uh, disappointingly, then I think that. Danny white can you know just issue a, a terse statement? And we're making a change thanks to everything that she's meant for UConn basketball. Yeah. I, I don't think that I think people will just kind of look at it like yeah. She, she just had a, she, she hasn't
0: accomplished anything here as a coach. Holly did it as an assistant, so there's a little bit of a, a runway there for her. Kelly comes in and they just they haven't yeah. they haven't really had a, a breakthrough moment, a breakthrough season, a
3: breakthrough tournament. They just and she didn't really do that great at NC State. No. No. I think I mean honestly if, if things weren't what they were here politically with the program, she never gets a sniff at that job. Yeah, probably. That was
0: that might have been a former special like hey, I'm just going to keep this quiet. Keep the fans quiet for
3: a while, just so, hire her. She still be one of my all-time favorite players. No, though. absolutely. I mean and, and some I know, hate that it didn't work not out. Not all
0: former players are cut out to be great coaches. Some are, some aren't.
3: This is what you Is this you know, we've talked about it. Hand it, it, it to here. the next person. Hand it to the next person, but this is the problem. Uh, this is when you, you kind of have to caution. Everybody always wants a former superstar player. Like the old Peyton thing. Well, it,
2: it, and handing it to, you know, Holly was handing it to the next person. Oh. Like this is the handing it to the next person to the next person. I
0: think you got to go outside the family. You say, hey, look, we tried the last two. We did that. I'm Danny White. Just you got to trust me on this one. And let let them go hire a good coach who knows what they're doing.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a what would Pat do moment. Pat Pat Summit would have gotten, would have wanted the best coach. Whoever's going to make the Lady Vols the Lady Vols,
0: right? And I think that people who have it in their mind that it can't be a male need to stop. I just want the best coach for the program and the university. I don't care if it's male or female. Like that, that's antiquated. That's done. Just go get the best person.
3: We can't go too much longer without getting back to the Final Four. before you. Yeah,
0: no, otherwise, you otherwise it's gone. You've yeah. lost all the mystique and the, the history.
2: Have we lost the mystique, Russ? Yes. Yeah, it's been gone for a while. Are we still the blue blood of the... No. no I, mean, I mean, historically, yes, but I don't pay the bills right now, man. And, I mean, judging from last night, I don't think Alabama was, you know, giving Tennessee any extra respect for being the Lady Falls. I mean, no. I think those days are long gone. Yeah, it's
0: you. You risk losing the program and becoming, you know, I mean, irrelevant. Yeah, basically. I mean, it it can happen so quickly in that sport, like.
2: I feel like it can happen quickly in any sport. Sure. Look how quick it happened to us. Carol Lawson is fourteen and seven at Duke this year. Uh-uh. That was the one, you know, I've been watching her and like if, if she would throw up that dominant season and be like, yeah, I mean, that would make a lot of sense, not just because, you know, she, she was more than just a lady ball from the pat tree. Like she had the fire. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? And, and so,
3: but she, 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 to the NBA. she has
2: not done enough though. No, I mean, she hasn't no. won enough, man. So I, I don't know where they go. All right, stay with us. Hour number two of The Drive coming up live this afternoon from Volunteer Auto Group. We'll send things back to Tucker for your top four at four when we continue. Open up the phone lines here. If you want to jump in, take a shot. Let's load them up. 865-546-8200. 546-8200. The Drive continues. Hour number two coming up.
0: The Drive. Are you tired of spending